This is Alvin Sanders, Pop Tate, and you're listening to Riverdish. Hey, River Vixens, it's Ryan. And Sam. We're coming at you with a special bonus episode this Monday because we had stand-up comedian Jared Friedon. Yes, we did. He is a dating advice guru and one of the funniest people we've ever met. And we talk a lot of things. We talk Riverdale, we talk dating advice, and we even talk a little Bachelor. Yeah, after he left, I almost felt like I should like pay him for the advice he gave us. You probably should have. Yeah, I don't. It's like free therapy. Yeah, that's why we do this podcast. Yeah, honestly, we do it for two reasons: one, free therapy; two, so Ryan can potentially meet a husband. Yeah, that didn't happen with Jared, but no, but that's pending. So if you want to be on the podcast, DM Ryan. <laughs> uh, anyway, without further ado, here you go. Enjoy. So this guest is one of our favorite stand-up comedians. You've seen him at the Comedy Cellar, Caroline's, Gotham, Boston's Comics Come Home. You've listened to him on podcasts such as J Train and You Up, and you've probably read his hilarious dating app responses on Instagram. Ladies and gentlemen, the one and only Jared Free. Thank you for having me. Such a pleasure to be here. Oh my god, such a pleasure. I'm on Riverdale right now. I feel like I'm in in the show. So it's what would your a, character be like in a high school said show? Um, I don't know. I, I think it would be like, I think it would be, uh, you know, the link, you know how there's that guy that's like the, like if like in, you go to the part, like there's a group of guys that are friends and then there's like the group of girls that are friends. And then there's that like one link that's like, Oh, I grew up next door to him and they know that and he's like the vehicle with which, they communicate with the guy group. Sure. I'd be that guy. I could see that. Do you understand that? Yeah, so it's yeah, like, Because, yeah. like, I mean, that kind of works in with all the podcasts I do. It's, like, a lot of dating advice, and it's a lot of stuff for women. And my Instagram account is, like, 86% female following. So, and then when they come to shows, like, a lot of guys, like, will be, like, will be, like, oh, man, you must you know, fuck a lot or like meet a lot of chicks. And it's like, no, it's all more like sisterly and brotherly. It's more familial than that. So like when they come, you're like, they're like, oh my God, you gave me advice about this and that. And now we're together now. And they're like, thank you. And I'm like, yeah, this is different than I thought it would be. Um, but it's kind of that, that relationship of like the bridge between uh, kind of the girl group and, you know, the things that they're talking about to the, the, the guy group that they want to, you know, meet and get to know and maybe yeah. friends with or more. So how did he fall into that sort of like relationship I've, advice comedy? Like people have always kind of come to me for advice. Like Pete, like yeah. my whole life really. Cause I also like, I grew up in a, like a nice neighborhood outside of Boston and they, I had like good friends from, from literal birth that were women, you know, my age. So like there right. were people that lived on the street with like, girls that live on the street that were like friends so there was never then you go through puberty together you go through high school it wasn't like i had this like group of five guys that i've known my whole life it was like you know it was more you know it had more women energy in it so like i you know all that kind of like do they like me do they not was out of the way it was more sisterly with them brotherly with them so it never felt like you know so that they would come to me with their stories come to me with their advice and then in college like People would always, you know, ask questions here and there. But then after college, like on G Chat, I would get all the dating questions. 
And it's just like I always thought the hardest thing to do is like kind of like a straight guy is go to women and be honest without making them feel bad about themselves. And I think that's like kind of where people have really stuck with it because it's not about judgment. It's not about saying like you're awful or you're too this or too that. It's just not the match. So, and then they just want to know why, like what's going on through your head. And I've Mm -hmm. just been, you know, there's probably some like, you know, there's probably many ex-girlfriends of mine who are like, what a fucking asshole. Um, What the fuck does he know? I dated him. He sucked. And it's like, yeah, I'm just being honest about the times I've sucked. Right. You know, I'm not above someone who's doing this, to you or you're dealing the boyfriend the guy the girl the boyfriend that you're dealing with isn't different than me i'm not saying i'm better than them i'm just saying i can be more honest than them because it's just hard to say these things to people's faces no and, it is and uh, i love that because yeah. like first of all you're the only straight guy i know okay perfect. In my life. <laughs> i made it yeah so, you've made it so yeah. listening you? to your like real talk advice is yeah. very beneficial to me see people just like and i think we live in a time where there's just more lying going on than ever. Yeah. Um, especially with social media, the things you see online versus the way people are in person, dating apps versus the way we are in person. We can't go to our parents for this type of advice because they didn't have to deal with it. So I, you know, have been able to talk about these things in ways that are just more like relatable, not hateable. I think that's, I I think because I think it's tough, uh, you know, especially now with what's, you know, the, the climate, you know, if you want to go to that, like, I'm a straight dude talking about dating and trying to fuck chicks. So it's not really like likable standpoint. It's not really like, but but what's nice and what the feedback I get is really unbelievable. Like I did it to be funny about dating. Like it wasn't like I was like trying to save lives. I don't give a shit about that. You are saving lives. But but there are girls that write me. They're like, I just, it's nice to hear what's going on. It's Mm -hmm. nice to know that like, oh, he's as bent up about this in a different way than I am. And, you know, a lot of situations where it's like, listen, these guys are out there trying to go on dates and be as casual as possible forever. They're looking to stand at the stoplight and run in place mm-hmm. and with you. And, you know, part of that is, you know, ego. Part of that's like, you know, they they like you, but they don't want to marry you. And uh, another part of that is the age of first marriage has risen by like four or five years in the past 10 years. Yeah. So we have this like little space and no one's judging you for having sex. No one's judging you for, you know, on the female side, everyone's like empowerment, be sexual, get yours. And it's like the way guys get theirs is sometimes, you know, via romanticizing and making you believe that they'll be with you forever. Yeah. And that's a, that sucks. That's mean. That's, human you know i, I yeah. think that's part of it so a lot of women are just like happy to just they're like okay guy just told me he he likes me and wants to be with me but doesn't want to be exclusive and in a relationship it's like what the hell does that mean why is he doing that and it's like i can answer to that i can't tell you if you'll ever be exclusive i can say i've done that where i'm like yeah we're dating but we're not we're exclusive but we're not dating and it's like what the fuck does that mean right, right. You know? but that's yeah. an existing category of relationship that's happening a lot right now. So all the time. Yeah. And it's like, they just want to, I think the feedback from women is like, they just want to know what's going on through the guys that yeah. as, as awful and manipulative and gross as it might be. Yeah. And I just try to speak to that and try and put it in nice terms. Yeah. I yeah. I, I deal with guy guy relationships. Sure. So that's a whole other ball game of just like, monster on monster totally. you know what i mean and, and but like, then we deceive each other in in our own ways oh absolutely and, and like you hear from like i hear from like a lot of my gay friends are just like yeah it's like it's it's crazy what's going on you yeah. know and, yeah. and you hear that perspective and like to me i'm always like 
a little jealous of that world, you know, because you're like, <laughs> yeah, you took away some of the, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's, there's no, you know, there's just not this like, you know, trying to like work your way through the emotional shit sometimes, and you know, there's good and bad to everything. So yeah. I, I understand that too. Are you in a relationship at the moment? I'm dating someone now. Yes, Garrett. Yeah. See, this is like girls cheer for it. Like I'm some sort of <laughs> yeah. sad loser. Like, like, I'm, I'm, like, I'm a cliche. Yeah. I, I'll say it at shows, and like fans of the podcast go, like, "I'm like, because oh, oh, oh. we're all rooting I'm not for miss- you. I'm not like, yeah, like I'll, I'll be fine. <laughs> you know? yeah. like, I'm not sitting here being like, I, you know, it just was the right match again. It's not. And women cheer for because they're like, it happened. It could happen for all of us. We're all gonna do it. You're like. Yeah, it's not about you. It's it's like dating, as sad as it seems, and as as is more, it's less romantic, more practical. Yeah, you know, and and that's like you know, a lot of people who've been married forty years will look at you and go, "Yeah, this this was uh, very much more mechanical than it was, uh, you know, roses and rose petals." You know, so and uh, you know, I I do understand there's romanticism as, as well, but it's also like you know, there's nothing. I don't have any, I hope people that I used to date don't have anything against me. Um, I have nothing but good things to say about anyone I've dated in the past. You know, whether it's- That's a blessing. Yeah, whether it's ended badly or not. Whether I walked away being like, fuck, I I always believe in, you know, empathy first and especially with dating and looking at someone going, yeah, they were doing this and doing that and that's why it didn't, it wasn't right for them. And I get that too. I'm full out revenge. Revenge, you're oh, done. Yeah. <laughs> See, this is I don't get that at all. Like I'm like I'm always like I'm like like also like it's the waste of energy. Like I only have so much true. hours mm. and energy in the day. So it's like yeah, like you know, I could look back at relationships where I'm like, man, that was never going to work out. I don't know what we were thinking, but I can look back at other ones and go, I think that could have probably worked out if it was different timing, different you know, different oh. circumstances. So, very Ariana yeah. Grande of you. I'm very, yeah. I'm the Ariana Grande of comedy is what I like to say. You yeah. are. Yeah. Okay, thank so we're going to, thank you next. Mm-hmm. So we're going to explain to you some Riverdale dating scenarios okay. that are happening or have happened in the show. And I want the Jared for you to, advice on the what the character should do. Got it. Okay. So for, first we should mention, are you familiar with the Archie comics at all? I'm, just, like I'm familiar-ish. Okay. I just know that it's a comic that I can't believe was turned into a Netflix show. Like, I can't believe, okay. like, it went from this, like, 1920s comic that my great-grandfather would have read to, like, now they're like, okay, let's let's bring on the fucking... Yeah, <laughs> with sexy Archie, Archie's sexy gonna, teams. yeah, lose his virginity, and it's like, I, I, I just thought I thought it would be funny to just show like a grandfather what's happened with Archie and have him like no 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 you know like it's, it's just total change oh yeah you should okay so we have like the classic Archie Andrews the oh, no, that would be a great YouTube video just say uh, you know how they have like grandparents eating edibles yeah grandparents <laughs> see what happened right to Archie now. yeah that that's a great idea yeah. reacting to. We're all going to produce that next My grandmother time. watched recently. What'd she think? Because she's very excited about the book and stuff. Sure. And she's like, and she's on Netflix now, you know, watching okay. all her shows, loves The Crown. It okay. was like, Riverdale popped up and I started watching. I think she made it through like 10 minutes and it was like, <laughs> oh, I don't think this is for did, me. Did she have like, was in her background, like reading the Archie comics? Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. she, she grew up like, she knows all the characters. So That's we like talk about great. the characters. Uh but then I was like, no, it's very different. And like, and so is our book. Yeah. You know, like, it's oh, yeah. like, yeah. As different as the comics are from the show, the book is from the show probably too. Oh, totally. Yeah. Yeah. A hundred percent. Yeah. 
But you do have the classic characters. So you have like Archie the redhead. Sure. always hot. There you go. And, and then it, you have like Girl Next Door and then you have the hot girl that moves yeah. to town. So the Girl it's Next like, Door, Jared wants to, she always pined after Archie. She literally lives okay. next door and like looks at him. Then the hot guy came, the hot girl came to town and just waltzed in and yep. started dating him. Yep. So what should have Betty have done? The good girl. There's nothing you can do. Wait no? it out. I mean, guys yeah. come to their come to their senses at some point. And I mean, like, here's the thing. You know, guys love new and different. Yeah. They like, you know, like you and and the thing what I've come to understand is like women do not, you know, when like when women take a chance with their look, it's like this big huge deal and guys are like Wow. Like, just because it's a new spin on the thing they always knew. Like bangs? Bangs, <laughs> short. I told this to my girlfriend. I'm like, I sent her, I was like, there's a girl on like NFL Network that I'm like, I think is the hottest chick. And I'm like, you would look hot with this haircut. And she's like, you're crazy. There's something wrong with you. And it's like, I'm just telling you what I, you know, like whatever. Like, just like the new and adventurous is always going to win for half a minute. Mm-hmm. Wait, that makes sense for Riverdale because yeah. the good girl starts to become like a cam girl and she puts on like a black short hair wig. And does he, want, he like that? Well, not yet. But, but he's going to get into that. <laughs> but she got the probably. new guy because yeah. of that. I'm, this is what I'm saying. This yeah. is new and different. Guys want, um, and I think guys and girls both want, and, it, um, and I've said this before, and I think I'm this, is a safe adventure. Oh. So you like, I think because like I, like I deal with a lot of, like when I was dating, like a lot of girls were like, we should do drinks. And they'd like be pretty aggressive on that because like, I'm a, like, and it would always be the same type, Jewish chick, Murray Hill, Gramercy, whatever it was, right. uh, you know, Sh- uh, Chelsea, Jewish chick of a certain age. And I'm like, yeah, I'm like a Jewish dude who's somewhat, who has the background of someone their mom would like them being with. Plus I'm not working in finance. So it's like safe adventure. So like, oh, we, I get to be a part of this new world while also like the safety of like my parents will like where he's from and what he's, you know, like they'll be able to deal with comedian because all the other things check off boxes. Yeah. So sure. safe adventure, I think, is always like a fun, hot thing, guy or girl. That's interesting. Mm. I don't think I've ever been a safe adventure. <laughs> well, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but there's elements of you. You, you wrote a book. Yeah, you, that's true. You're, I mean, you're, you're you're now an entrepreneur of a certain sort. Yes. You're not doing yes. the same old, you know, you deal, you have a podcast. That's a safe adventure. Yes, it is. You know, so right. I, I think like, you know, there you go. So you're, I think you're in that, that category. Like, I think anything that like, you know, especially with dating apps, we think we're all special snowflakes, but you swipe and like across very similar looking profiles. Yeah. Oh, you, know, yeah. you know, don't talk to me unless you like The Office. I love uh, I love adventure and travel. I want to be on the couch and I also want to go out. You see a lot of the same things across the board. So yeah. there, when you get these little, and especially our generation where we're like obsessed with being interesting, you know, i.e., you know, 23 and me, <laughs> we're just like trying to figure out, hopefully I'm interesting as those people. It's, uh, it's just, there's an obsession with that. So you want, everyone wants a story. Everyone yeah. wants to be like, oh, I met this person from this, from that. It's in this p- specific way. That's yeah. why when people go, we met on Bumble or Tinder or dating app, they're like embarrassed of it because they're like, that's how people meet, you know? Oh my God, Jared, yeah. I wish you watched Riverdale because I guess Bumble's like a partner for the show. Mm. So this oh, yeah. season, there's been some blatant Bumble ads that's mixed funny. into the writing of the episodes. Yeah. So it's like, 
oh, how am I going to meet someone? Well, you should try Bumble. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this will help you. The women, the, the women's app that's really made for men. It's yeah. so wild. It is so wild. Yeah. I feel like I deal with all adventures, and maybe I need, like, yeah, you need some It's safe. a small world. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because, like, I deal, I'm, like, all performers, so it's sure. all, like, just, like, Random ass jobs. Random. So I need like a. I need a. So you're dating like a, like a like performers in what what sense? Like oh, they're just all like actor twinks. Yeah, you know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I I think for that yeah. They're all like, in callbacks for Book of Mormon. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. So like, yeah. I mean, good for them, but also <laughs> right. yeah. That's a very that's all adventure. No real like you're like I yeah. would imagine that you go on these apps and it's like someone like if you go on like Grinder and there's like. Yeah, I'm a lawyer just living in, you know, Chelsea or we're living in Upper East Side. You'd be like, oh my God. Yeah, that's exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> my primary care physician, however, is setting me up with someone. Really? Yeah. So that's like, that's the story I want. That's yeah, a great like, story. Yeah. It is funny what you're saying, because like for guys, like, you know, for the gay community where it's like, you're meeting all these adventures, just being set up with someone like, through a doctor, you're like, okay, this is this yeah. is her. But I'm also in the gay community, and I met my boyfriend at Maurice Crisis, which is at not what? Maurice Crisis. That's, that might be too gay of a phrase. You've never been there. What's it's Maurice literally Christ? a piano bar. Oh, sing show tunes. I have been there. And I met yeah. my boyfriend there on Halloween. He was dressed as Phantom of the Opera. Okay, and I was a witch. There you go. Makes sense. That's my life, though. Well, yeah. makes sense. What was? How did he get brought there? To save your car. Oh, okay. <laughs> a Maurice Crisis. I've been there. Oh, you got to go again. I love that place. I I went two nights in a row and drank so many martinis, like for whatever reason we're on a martini binge. And <laughs> I was gonna say, do they so make martinis? Many. Yeah. Oh my god. We, <laughs> you uh, would scoff I, at I that. basically drank a bottle of vodka at that place. <laughs> yeah. In two different nights. Oh, so. I blacked out there last Wednesday at five o'clock. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a fun place. It wasn't great. Yeah, it's a fun place. We love it. Okay, another Riverdale. I question. thought Marie's Crisis when you first said it, I was like, "Is that a, a play?" Like I wasn't sure. <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's a sequel to Hamilton. There we go. <laughs> um, okay, so there's a character about this is about meeting people, whether it's on apps or real okay. life. But we're gonna talk about real life now. Okay. So one of the gay characters, actually the only gay character on the show, <laughs> one episode we just learned that he meets people by going cruising in the woods. So, okay. <laughs> so he just runs. Does to that the feel woods. like an outdated thing to you? Oh yeah, we've discussed this. Yeah. Although it, there was an yeah, there was actually a recent article about like how public sex is down in New York City, mm-hmm. like park sex. Really? And I was like, I guess that makes sense. Yeah. The more I don't open know, we like, get, and the more people are comfortable with their own sexuality, the more they can go, yeah, come to my fucking apartment. Yeah, we don't yeah. need to do yeah. the rambles in Central yeah. Park. That's fair. Well, I was just but there's also something fun about that. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'd be so nervous. I don't that, know. That's fun yeah. in a different way, but not. it's fun to do it when you don't have to do it. Right. You know? Right, right. Yeah. I, I was watching something about Mary, and like, they have uh. that scene where you like it's almost like you're like, what era was this from? Because you have that scene where Ben Stiller goes to take a piss in the woods at the rest stop, and it's just full of men. And like that's, and then they all like scramble around, and the police catch him, and then he's having public sex. Yes, I like, got I, I was watching that scene. I'm just going, man, I, I, I forgot this was like a thing. Yeah. Like this was like a big joke at a certain point. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I. So he's cruising. He's cruising, and that's how he picks up guys. Like there's okay. no other way for him to meet people. So like, if people, Although, yeah, what? there are apps there. 
There are apps, but he just doesn't like, use them. Right. So people he don't want to use the words. Yeah, he, he, he prefers the adventure. I yes. Guess. <laughs> an unsafe adventure. Yeah, and that's the best moments Wait, but, in the woods. But if people, if people don't want to use dating apps, like, how should they meet oh. people in New York City? Good well, question. I think. Um, Crazy noise? <laughs> I think being fun with your friends is, like, really underrated. I think people, mm. like, underrate the, the, the idea of going out with friends and being fun with them and having the world come to you. You're at Marie's Crisis. You meet your guy on a Halloween night. You could have stayed in. It's you fun. could have not dressed up. You, he could have not dressed up. Yeah. Both of you were fun people that went out and pe- fun people want to be around other he fun people. He was also people. the only straight person in the bar. But and you I, found each other. Right? Yeah. But I'm saying that he's the only straight guy in the bar. That is even fun. Yeah. He didn't turn down someone who was like, yo, we should go to this Marie's Crisis. And he wasn't like, well, there's not going to be any chicks there. Like, it wasn't. He could have yeah. had a different response to that. And I think, like, we have to catch ourselves. You live in New York City. You're not going to be, for the most part, most of us aren't going to be here forever. It's going to, well, you're going to move on at some point. You're going to go to a suburb. You're going to go to a, it's going to happen. I don't know. You're going to go to a, over my dead body. It's going to happen. This could all happen. You're going to, reality sets in at some point. Or you go to these new, like, city suburbs that are popping up. Uh-huh. I travel a lot. It's, I call them the millennial comforters. Yeah. They're here all over these city suburbs. I was just in Tacoma, Washington. Okay? Oh, wait, wait, what is that? I, I, I was a fill-in at a club, and they called me a week before. They're like, you want to go to Tacoma? I was like, I'm free. Let's do it. Yeah. And I showed up there, and they and they have the same thing in Tacoma that they have in, they have in San Antonio, that they have in... in um, uh, there's so many areas that have these like millennial comforters, I call them. And it's like, basically they've taken all the comforts of a suburb and put them in a city. <laughs> so you can like be in your apartment and come downstairs and then there's the fair trade coffee and there's the, and the nice restaurant with the, with the plugs underneath the bar. And right. it's all things that make us of a certain age feel good and not feel like we're living on a lawn with, you know, with, you know, Joe loser next door. Yeah. So it's, um, so I do believe there's this, you know, you're in your 20s, you're in your New York. There's so, it's easy to be cynical. It's easy to be like, ah, I don't want to go out. I don't want to, I want to stay in. I'm, I'm the old, I'm the grandma of the group. You mm. hear that a lot. I think you have to, you know, you have to go out with your friends and have fun and let those things come to you because guys, if you're a female out there, want to be around fun women. Like yeah. they don't want to be with someone that's like down on it. And well, I stand. Yeah. We all want to stay in at some point. <laughs> you know, like we all want to spend a Friday on the couch drinking wine, talking about Bravo TV shows. Like oh. I, I do believe that's yeah, that's us. Yeah, yeah. Right? we all want that, but I think there's a you know certain age, and then also um, I, I have this thing called the aunt theory. Uh, the aunt theory is like is the idea that there was a time and place where you would be introduced by an aunt yeah. to someone. Pediatrician. And oh, the pedi- this is the well, exact same thing. Yeah, this was just the question I was going to have. Yeah. Is like the art of being set up dead? No. I think it, what the art, I think you have to let your friends know you'd like to be set up. I think mm. you have to let them know I'm out there, I'm looking, I don't ca- I care who it is, but you have to trust the setup person. Mm-hmm. Mm. So I call it the aunt theory because back in the day, you if your aunt set you up and, you were like, and they were like, well, what happened with... With Jessica, you go, ah, we fucked, and then I ghosted her. And she'd be like, uh-huh. horrified. She'd be like, I, what, what's, what, what's wrong with you? You wouldn't do that. You would be protected by the aunt who introduced you. you go, you'd be a little bit nicer, a little bit more of yourself in the way you act, as opposed to the apps where people act like animals because they can. There's nobody in common to protect you. There's no one to judge you. 
Yeah. So there's some, everyone needs some shame and everyone needs some judgment to, uh-huh. to like say, oh yeah, well, hey, listen, I have, I don't think we're going to work out. Yeah. You know, instead of just blowing through it. So, you know, the thing with, there was, uh, but going out with friends and having the aunt there and then, the, oh, the setup. So the setup thing, like I bring, when I tell jokes or joke premises to friends, there's certain friends I'm not going to tell. There's certain friends I'm not going to trust. There's mm-hmm. certain friends that would not give me the time and the headspace that I need to hear them go, yeah, that could be funny. That, oh, they're not going to give me the enough of a critique that I would need. That's the same for being set up. You yeah. shouldn't just be set up by anybody. Uh, like I always talk about on stage how Jewish women think they're great at setups, but they suck because they'll just set up any Jews. They don't right. think of personalities. You want someone to go, this person made me think of you. Mm. So, you know, and, and don't take every setup. If they say, hey, I want to set you up with someone, and you go, I'm not really the right person. I have a lot of people say they want to set me up, and I'll go, I'm not really the right person to set up. I'm going to look make you look bad. I yeah. think that's also okay to say to someone. Yeah. A couple of years ago, I was set up by a friend, yeah. and then, unbeknownst to her, her husband now also set up the friend, okay. and then he was dating both of us for a very long time. Wait a minute. Repeat that. So, two, a couple set the guy friend that they're both friends with up mm. with two girls, me and this other girl. Oh. And we were both dating him at the same time, like, for a while. See, I hate that, 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 that to me, and now is he with that other girl still? No, a new one. See, wow. they, they, they stopped it from, they, they gave it no chance. I know. It happened to my brother and I. My, I got a text from an aunt being like, I, talk about the aunt theory. I got a text from her being like, you got to go out with this girl. And I go, and I went and looked her up. I was like, wow, yeah, 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 I'm down. And then I found out my brother was getting the same text and that she didn't even know about this. And it's like, this is the thing. There's a whole process to these setups. Yes, you have to be, on, you can't just pick someone out of obscurity. Right. It has yeah. to be. It has to be thought out, and especially because now we get to look these people up. It's not just, mm-hmm. we're not just going out with anybody that's coming. Listen, you're, you're going to go look them up. You're going to go, want, you want someone as excited to be there with you as you are with them. Mm-hmm. So I think it's just being, we have to trust our set up people, and you also have to like go to the people that you trust to set you up, especially married couples. They love setting up people. Every Every like you know, every husband has four friends. Every wife has four friends. And one of them might be single. That's why those weddings, like wedding people hook up at weddings, like wedding crashes, was like everyone's sad because they're seeing love. I think it's more that everyone's seeing these are recommended people. These are approved people by the couple. So that's why people hook up because they're like, oh, they trust them, so I will trust them. Oh, I like yeah, that theory. Yeah. So. The only time I was really set up was by my mom in the uh, Hamilton cancellation line. She became friends with this like Australian in front of us. Yeah. And she like connected us. But the thing, he was from Australia. She sure. was only here for a week. But then I had to reveal to her, like it, it did work out well, yeah. but we just like fucked for the whole week. I, that's a, and then, well, I, and then I was like, that's yeah. like, my mom was like, you slept together the first night. I was like, what? What were we going to yeah, do? Well, we only had a week. What did you expect to happen? Yeah. This was found in the Hamilton cancellation line. Yeah. An Australian with a time limit. That's the other thing. <laughs> Women don't really... What's so funny is the way you just put that is the way I would put it. Where I'm like, yeah, we, you're going to Australia. This is the perfect hookup. Right. This is the perfect get in and get out. Yeah. And women will be like, well, am I going to move to Australia? Yeah. And you're like, no, bitch. You're going to stay here and you're going to fucking masturbate to this in 10 years. You know, like, get over it. That's so true. Yeah. 
So there's also a uh, there's a new secret sex club in okay. Riverdale called the Maple Club. Sure. Uh, run by one of the lead girls' this mothers. This is really far away from the comic books. I gotta <laughs> yeah, say. Yeah. yeah. What, would you be into your mom running a, uh, a sex club? No, no. I wouldn't be into hearing about it, knowing it. I mean, any, you know, my dad said uh, said tits once, and we were like, it's over. We're never talking to you again. I'm like, not. you can age out of words. Oh, yeah. I think you can age out of running the sex club. <laughs> so I, 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 don't, I couldn't do it. <laughs> it's nice to have, like, sex-positive parents, though, I suppose. Yeah, of course. I mean, that's a... You know, it's funny because, like, you know, a lot of people will be like, do your parents come to your shows as mm. if I'm on stage, you know, fucking, you know, you know, doing, like, a fucking sex tricks with a donkey. Yeah. You know, and I'm like, <laughs> you know, like, yeah, they come to my shows. And, and you actually do that. So. Yeah, that's, well, the donkey thing is at the end. And yeah. we usher the older people out. Um, <laughs> but I, I, I do, uh, I'm always, like, they've been very, like, cool about, like, because when you start doing stand-up, like, you go to the easiest subject, and that's shock subjects. Mm -hmm. So you start talking about that in most cases. So, you know, they've heard me say things, and I'm, like, very happy that they've never, like, brought up. Like, right. my mom would be like, I don't like the dirty stuff, but I like this thing, and I like <laughs> that thing. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and, like, they like when I talk about them. So <laughs> that's good. So, but they've been, like, cool about it. I, I could see how someone else in a similar field would be like, ugh, my parents just never come. Like, I, I can't see it. I can't yeah. watch sex scenes still with my parents. I can't do it. That's with your parents? Yeah, like... I think that's more normal than... Like, I don't think I would... I'm, like, signing up for that. Right? <laughs> yeah, like, don't guys, get off on that idea. Scene. But <laughs> Dad sit there, mom sit there, brother sit there. Let's all hold hands. <laughs> Recently, Borat was a bad experience. Oh, my God. Well, Borat, at least it's, like... <laughs> Slapsticky. At least there's like. Also, did you say recently? How <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> like, recently were you watching? Yeah, that? We, revisited, we revisited it. It's a great <laughs> film, but I don't know. I can't. Okay, Jared. Lastly, just sure. on the subject of dating and okay. amazing television shows that okay. we know and love, who do you want to win the Bachelor? Who do I, so for the listeners at home? I'm a big Bachelor fan. <laughs> um, I follow it as closely as you guys follow Riverdale. Um, I. I don't cheer for bachelor contestants. I, I cheer fair. for I cheer for drama. I cheer for stories. I cheer for fun. I love The Bachelor. I can understand how someone who looks at that show from from sixty feet back and sees the whole thing, they're like, "This show is stupid." I could see how they'd be like, thirty women, one guy. What the fuck is this? this? Is awful. They're not going to get married after a month." I get it. But when you look at it in small scenes, it is a first of all one of the best produced shows. Of all time, people. 100%. Best produced shows. 100%. They're writing it on the fly the week after. It's crazy how good it is. Um, <laughs> but the small moments are fun to watch as far as, like, from a someone who likes to look at dating things and yeah. how people react in interpersonal relationships. Um, I think he has the best connection with Cassie. I yes. think Tasha is the most likable of the three that are left. I think she's the next bachelorette. Um, anyway. I... I hope she is Tasha. I mean, we could get into a whole nother conversation about how race works into this show oh, yeah. and how <laughs> and how it's a sh like. I would love for them to start making like versions of the Bachelor that are the Bachelor with different like socioeconomic and racial backgrounds. That's like, interesting. I, like I would like gay Bachelor, but that's a different show. Right. Like they I would tried. like they lesbian tried. Bachelor. Yeah. Well, did they do it? They tried. Find it. Well, Logo had Finding Prince Charming. And how did that go? 
It was fun, but it was it was like boring and, and practical. To be like unrealistic, yeah. Because like none of the other contestants slept together that we saw. But like that's yeah, the gay right. show I want. Like just throw a bunch of gay, you know. Because like, you, you want gay that real world. Happen. You want yeah. more than gay bachelor. Yeah. Nah, never thought about that. Where it's like I guess like yeah, the whole house would be like well all these hot dudes. Yeah, you're here for this one hot dude, but yeah. then you're like with twenty work. other really hot dudes. So like that is yeah. the that's the I guess that's the reason they never done it. Yeah. Yeah, I guess I would want Gay Temptation Island. Oh, okay. where they yeah. take gay couples and separate them and then put them on an island with new couples to see if it works out with their back, the the person that they were came with. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. guess that would, that would make sense. better. Lesbian Temptation Island would be good, too. Yeah. Um, but I, you know, but on that subject, it's uh, the the versions of it. I I really, like, with the whole, like, I want Tasha to win. I, I just know her enough from the last episode that made me like her. Um, it's a show, you know, that... I would. I think they have to admit to the socioeconomic realities that go into dating, and no one wants to admit this. And I've said this on like on Instagram and Twitter, but I'm like, you need the uh, the changes I would make to the Bachelor is you need the Bachelor to be actually rich. Yes, he needs to be a wealthy, older, mm-hmm. and you need and he needs to be older, older and wealthy. The Bachelorette. The problem with that show is they have 25 year old men hot 25-year-old men after one woman. And then they're about to get 100,000 Instagram followers. So you think this is going to work out? Right. You need older woman, yeah. older men on The Bachelorette. It should be mm. a woman who's like already been divorced, like like 29 to like 35. And then you have men that are like in their 50s. I agree. Yeah. How great would that be? Because... Then the stakes would be there that you have these 50 year old men who are competitive still. You know, they all have egos. They would act like you want them to act as the contestants to act like idiots and assholes. Yeah. That's what's fun about the show. And if you disagree with that, you're just lying to yourself. I so, agree. I agree. Yeah. So with The Bachelor, the reason it's like a higher rated show, I think, is that because there's some reality to like people are like, well, they're 23 year old girls. Yeah. But 23-year-old women do want, uh, think of their wedding day and do, you know, imagine the Prince Charming thing and you know, as bad as the social, you know, <laughs> you know, society putting that on people. I, I agree that's not right, but it's just reality. Yeah. I would like to see, like, when they brought up Khloe Kardashian being the next Bachelorette, I'm like, Love that it. speaks to me. Right? Sure. Here for people, it. Men would be going crazy to be with her. It'd like, be insane. And it would be insane. And successful men. Oh, yeah. You could get on that show. You'd be like, you you could cast a 30, 40 to 50-year-old men that are, like, already established, ready to settle down, probably have their own kids and yeah. stuff like that. They're all pro-athletes. How much? I, yeah, pro-athletes. <laughs> yeah. and You know, whatever they come from, they would all be on the show going, being dicks to each other. And yeah. we would like watching it. Because now with the 25-year-old dudes... It's just like, I don't, yeah. I, I know how I was at that age. So it's like, I, you know, like, you know, I want to meet an Australian chicken line at the cancellation thing and be like, yo, fuck for a week, goodbye. Right. You know, like, yeah. I could deal with that. You're not so getting like, on The Bachelor. It's like Raya versus Tinder. Yeah. <laughs> it's exact. This is, this is exactly the point. So yeah. I, don't know, I don't know if that sounds bad. I, I just, no, I I'm agree. always looking to fix that show because I like it so much and it's so well produced. Yeah. And I just think, like, Tasha would be a great Bachelorette. I think but like, Hannah, Hannah G, like... 
I don't see her as the batch. I don't really know her. The content creator. Is that what she is? She's an influencer. Oh, okay, yeah. She's, <laughs> she's a resident influencer. See, that's yeah. the problem, too. Like, you have an established influencer now going on The Bachelor to just gain more of a following. And she has, probably. Yeah. She probably, sure. it worked. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, like, I would want to go on The Bachelor or Bachelorette just as the guy who sits in a director's chair that they kind of, like, pan to every now and again. They're like, and I'm just like, ah, like, making fun of shit. Like, that's yes. what I would want to do. But, like you in real life. Yeah, this is what I do on Instagram. Absolutely. Every Monday. The <laughs> yeah. Well, be sure to follow him on Instagram. Yes, What's your handle? At Jared Freed. I do everything on Instagram. Um, I put out the podcast there. You can find all the stuff. That's the hub of the wheel. For me, so at Jared Freed and then You Up Podcast and J Train Podcast are both out there. So yes, and check amazing. out Jared's shows when he's in town. I'm all over jaredfreed.com, but also Instagram is where it all happens. So, hell yes. yes. Thank you so Jared, much. Jared, thank, thank you. you. Thank you for having me. Really appreciate it. You're the best. Riverdale.